0: Over the next hour you will be a witness and companion what to our guest's spiritual path and sacred testimony. Are Welcome to Song of the Soul.
1: Shelter, follow your heart, love will find you. Truth will unbind you. Seek out a song of the soul and, and we'll this song.
0: We have a real treat for you today for Song of the Soul. We're heading to Madison, Wisconsin, sort of a local mecca of sorts, within the state for many people, among them the folk-singing, change-making sort of activist. Really, there's a lot of good music of all sorts there, folk and non, but among the singer-songwriters of the area, Ken Longquist stands out as one of the very talented and versatile. Also known for his environmental leanings and his work with kids and lots of other populations, Ken has loads of music for everyone. Ken Longquist joins us today from Madison. Ken, thanks so much for joining me for Song of the Soul.
2: Pleasure to be with you, Mark.
0: Just recently you were on an even bigger show than Song of the Soul. You were on Simply Folk. How did that go?
2: We had a lot of fun. I really enjoy what the new host has been bringing to the program since January of 2011. Stephanie Alkins does a great job and And it was a pleasure to be able to be on with her live. So that's all good.
0: You've got a wealth of recordings out there, some which you've done primarily on your own lead and some are with other folks. Tell me a little bit overview of your history with music and performing.
2: I grew up in a family. I'm the youngest of eight kids, and all of my siblings are outgoing and musical, or most of them are. So as the youngest, I absorbed that and... There's a certain sort of competitiveness in my sibling group. If they were making music, well, then I wanted to be able to make music too and assert my place in the family hierarchy or whatever. Not so much a hierarchy, I guess, but just the family group. Just be present was important. They were interested in so many different kinds of music, which was a wonderful thing for my development. They loved musical theater, all the classics like Sound of Music and Oklahoma and you know, that whole era of musical theater. They also my older brothers, they were teenagers in the late fifties, early sixties, so they listened to Kingston Trio and Peter Paul and Mary and you know, the folk boom as we refer to it. So I had that growing up. The Beatles came to America when I was six years old and I was smitten, completely smitten. I just loved music from a very young age. I started making up songs when I was, before I even owned an instrument. It was just, I saw Dylan made up songs and Lennon and McCartney made up songs and Peter, Paul, and Mary made up songs. seemed like the natural thing to do. As my daughter has reflected, Natalie's told me, I know why you are able to make up songs. It's because you never thought that you couldn't. When i was seven i made up my first tune didn't even think about it but i remember that tune as a matter of fact i turned it into a song when i recorded one of my many children's cds so it stays with me still to this day um, i performed it yesterday at some library shows i did i've performed with bands and duos and trios and mostly solo over the years but i I love to play with other musicians, and I'm very blessed to have had a long history in which many, many gifted musicians have partnered with me in bands or duos and enhanced my experience and the experience of my audiences with their musical gifts.
0: Well, you're a talented musician and songwriter, just some incredible material You're just one of those resources that perhaps people outside Wisconsin don't know well enough how rich we are here. Why don't you start us out with one of your songs so people can find out who maybe haven't heard you before.
2: One of the things that I have been best known for in my career is my connection to environmental concerns, nature, and Wisconsin. Twenty-three or four years ago now, I put out an album called In the Birchwood, And it opened with two tracks that kind of run together. The first one is called Waking Up, and it uses a sort of extended metaphor of a boat that uses all natural elements to make its way. And then that leads right into a song called The Woods Are Well, which is inspired by a chapter from a Sand County Almanac, one of the great books of conservation ever written.
0: Well, then we'll play them right away together. We'll start with Waking Up and Going to the Woods Are Well, both by Ken Longquist, here today for Song of the Soul.
1: This boat sails like the morning In through the dark of night Parting the shadows with its light To every shore it touches Thank mm-hmm. King of If to tell ooh, the woods are well sturgeon swim with rainbow trout, a skunk and fox run about splash and otter slipped and fell. Ooh-oh, well. From the prairie to the pine, summer's turn to autumn, and through the marshland to the hills, blows a bitter wind, and in the woods now deep and still, spring is not forgotten. See? turn and turn again The flight of the geese on the cold north wind As deer in the thickets hide again Mice and squirrel in a good oak dwell And And the owl gives a hood as if to tell
0: Songs by Ken Longquist, Waking Up, and then you just heard, The Woods Are Well. You know, when I first heard The Woods Are Well, Ken, what I wondered is, do you mean that the woods really are well, or aren't they a little bit under
2: assault? You're right. My inspiration, again, came from a Sand County almanac in which, although Leopold was describing nature in its ideal state... I wanted to paint a picture of the woods the way they should be, the way we want them to be. I I, I want to mention before I forget that both of those songs were brought to life with the help of some wonderful musicians. Tony Castaneda played the Congas, Jeff Eccles is playing the double bass, and Doug Brown plays the acoustic lead guitar on those tracks. All wonderful, wonderful musicians. The woods are well if we'll let them be and and not allow others to continue this assault on them, as you put it. That's one of the wonderful things about nature. If we'll let nature be, she'll heal herself. It may take time, the, the longer and stronger the assault of humankind is, but nature will heal and will heal us in turn.
0: I don't want to get too political here, but I'm assuming that you've felt a little daunted this past year. One of the things I'm aware of is that an environmentalist's best friend is not governor of our state at this point. I have a friend who retired early from the DNR this past year because he was so frustrated with not being allowed to do his job, not being able to enforce the law that we have. What's been your perspective on that?
2: Sadly, I hear that same story far and wide as I travel. I hear from many folks who have retired from the Department of Natural Resources out of frustration. Those who stay are trying as best they can to preserve and protect the environment against the ideology that suggests that exploiting natural resources is the meaning of stewardship. I think we can't be Pollyanna-ish on the other hand. There are other philosophies than the one that I think you and I share about nature and those philosophies are advanced by folks who have a very vested interest in development of nature or what, what I think we might refer to as exploitation and abuse of our natural resources. There's a famous adage, you know, all, all things in good measure I guess there is responsible exploitation and there's irresponsible exploitation of of natural resources. I think deep down the majority of folks in our state, at least I want to believe deep down that the majority of people in our state love nature more than they love mammon. (laughs) Unless we preserve a healthy environment you can post all the open for business signs you want on the border lines of our state, but it won't be good for business. A beautiful Wisconsin, a scenic Wisconsin, and a healthy natural Wisconsin is going to be best for our future economic growth and vibrancy.
0: Well, come up with another song. Let's continue through your song of the soul journey.
2: I have been asked many times how many songs I've written, and I do not know but probably about 15 years or so ago when asked, I said, well, there's got to be 10,000. And the reason I threw that figure out is because I'm often improvising songs in public. I do a lot of artist in residency work in schools, not just elementary or middle or high schools, but also colleges. I'll visit nature centers or elder hostels and work with folks in those settings. You know, I lose track of all these songs. I keep a file somewhere, but there's so many of them. And the next song we're going to hear comes from my CD, Slow Ride. It's a song that kind of fits in with this idea of improvisation. The song is called Make Up Life As You Go.
1: When there's no map to guide you Where the highway's end, Take a look deep inside you Set your sights on a star and then Let your dreams give direction. Let your heart do its thing. You're gonna make the connection. Your voice will find the right song to sing. Make up life as you go. Make up life as you go. Companion, it's good to think ahead. But if you're counting on Canyon and a mountain of peers instead, make up life as you go. Make up life as you go. Make up life. As you go, make up life as you go. Anything you want to do, there's nothing to get the script and improvise. Make a life as you go. Make up life
0: song, Make Up Life As You Go. Obviously, he's talking his walk. He's singing about what he actually does with his life. We should mention right away, you can find a couple different websites on Ken Longquist. One of them is KenLongquist.com, but perhaps even a fuller picture of his repertoire and his experiences is on KenLand.com. Of course, you just Google Ken Longquist and you'll find him. I don't know if there's a lot of Ken Longquist out there who are half Swedish, quarter Danish, and quarter Irish. What does the Irish come out in you, by the way, Ken?
2: Well, I think we're I think we're hearing it. <laughs> I've always felt that the, uh, you know, I, I love my Swedish relatives, I love my Danish heritage, but I've just always suspected that those Irish genes were dominant in my character. I've always loved storytelling and loved music and music making, and I just associate that more, I maybe maybe I'm wrong in doing so, but I associate that more with my Irish quarter. I've always loved Irish music, for that matter. I started a an Irish quartet with three of my good musical pals way back in 1983, and three of the four of us still play in the same band together. We were put in a position by the reluctance of one of our original members to continue, alas. that turned out very happily for us. One of our good friends, who's a fantastic fiddler, joined the band, and we continue as a foursome. And uh, the name of the band is O'Darby, and we just love playing those traditional Irish songs.
0: So how many bands or groups do you perform with, let's say, over the past year? What's your top five?
2: Well, the Irish band that I just mentioned is is something that never goes away. We play whenever people want us to do do our uh, Irish folk band thing. I have a group of fabulous players, two of whom are in the O'Darby band, Dave Adler and John Freesacker, who also perform with me in my children's band. We call that band a variety of things. It's either the Kenland Band or the Mighty Kenlandos but we're joined by a wonderful bass player named John Penner in that band. We basically do my children's repertoire in a band format. So it, it kicks and it rocks and it uh, folks and it rolls and it calypsos or whatever it needs to do. And then the same group, the same personnel perform with me when I do my sort of, I guess you'd call it folk, folk rock kind of repertoire. You know, any of my folk songs, when you add a, a really great bass player, and a hot fiddler, and a terrific keyboardist, and sometimes we play with a drummer as well, You know, it it becomes something more than just straight-ahead folk. It's got the ability to to make you move and groove.
0: One of the things that's expected of any decent folk musician is you're supposed to give us the reason for life, right? And I think of a song way back, what, 30-some years ago or 40 years ago, Moody Blues. I'm just a singer in a rock and roll band, right? <laughs> don't ask me for the reasons for life. But obviously, you cogitate on these things. You grok them deeply, and then you try and share them with the world, don't you?
2: I think that's true. You know, I was talking with my friend, the keyboardist that I mentioned, Dave Adler, recently, and he was talking to me about how so many songs, he thought maybe 98 or 99% of all the songs written are about love relationships, you know, romantic love relationships. And I said, yeah, I think that's probably true. He said, but you're not like that, Ken. Probably only 20 or 30% of your songs are like that. And it's not that I don't feel romantic love. I have a wonderful long-term partner in in my life. But my idea of relationship is bigger than just a one-on-one. I I write about the relationship that I have and and that I think we all have with the world, with nature, and with the world through the media, and current events, and politics. I think it's all about relationships, but it's not just that romantic love relationship that grabs my focus. And even when I'm talking about relationships with people, again, it it includes the romantic love, but all the love and friendship that I feel for the people who have been my friends, the folks that I cherish in my life, I saw Sai Khan sing, I think it was in the spring of 1985, but I was blown away. I had never really seen Sai perform before. And the power of his songs was so overwhelming to me. I went right home that night and I was so inspired by him. And one of the songs that I started writing that night, and I worked on it for several days, is the song we're going to hear next. It's called The Reason We Are Here.
1: Some try to find the reason They live this life at all They watch the winter into spring the Summer into fall Chasing their ambition Like leaves blown in the wind blown along the answers The faces of their friends Picture in your mind The face of someone that you love And you need look no further To find the meaning of this life In which you struggle like a woman clear, lines that trace the smiles and the sorrows of your years are etched with care. So can say as much She stirs the deepest part of you with just the lightest touch Or in the face of friendship the picture becomes clear Lines that trace the smiles and the sorrows of your years are etched with care Those who hold you dear, you see them, they see you. The reason. We oh, them, they see in you the reason we are here. We see in them, we see in you the reason we are here.
0: Another profound and moving song by Ken Longquist, The Reason We Are Here. Beautiful, beautiful song, Ken. And you've got so many, with so many different modes of music, as you mentioned earlier, you can do the entire gamut. I haven't heard you do any songs that were of the head-banging variety, but maybe I just didn't happen to have those CDs?
2: Well, let me just think. There might be a few of those hidden here and there amongst the tracks. I, I don't think you'd call them head-banging, but I've done my nods to disco, on a I can remember, on a kid's album. I had a song called Afro that I wrote with some sixth graders out in Colorado. It was they, they wanted a disco song, and they wanted to write about an Afro. And I said, well, now wait a minute. These are a bunch of very Caucasian kids from a very suburban school, right? And I said, I was a little cautious with it. What, why do you want to write about this? And they said, well, we looked in our dad's high school yearbook, And our dads had afros back in the early 70s. Well, if you were around then and in high school, there were an awful lot of Caucasian kids who wanted to sport the sort of Al Green hairdo of the time. (laughs) They kinked their hair out. And so I thought they were coming from an okay place with their desire to do this song. So we kind of did a disco number called Dad Had an Afro. So there you go. Who would have thought I'd have a disco song? for our discussion today, I'm trying to focus on the more soulful and spiritual end of my repertoire, I do an awful lot of topical humor. There's a hefty amount of that in my recorded work to sort of, I guess, balance out the other material. Even if I'm singing about nature, I'll have topical songs about some of the foibles of humankind. There's a song on that in the Birchwood album called the groundwater rag and it's all about the stuff that we dump into our precious groundwater so there's an awful lot of different kinds of material
0: well you mentioned just a little bit ago this you know this music is towards the soulful end of your repertoire can you give us a little idea of the background uh, religion spirituality whatever you identify with as the core
2: meaning behind life i am a uh, i'm a seeker (laughs) and I think that if you believe you found the answer, hmm, well, you're a more successful seeker than I am. I like wondering and considering. I think as Shakespeare sort of said, I'll paraphrase here, no doubt, but there is more beneath heaven and and the stars then is dreamt of in your philosophy, something like that. I can't claim to know what happens in in the afterlife. Is there an afterlife? I feel that there is a strong spirit that we all have, and I'm not human-centric in my thinking about spirituality. I think there is a spirit in nature. Other people have talked about the, the spirituality of plants and trees and the water. I think the world is alive. Maybe I'm closer to a a believer in Gaia than I am uh, anything else, but I, I think that there is a spirit for good in the world and I think that we need to try and tune into that. Whatever you want to call it, that's the power that we can channel to make this world a better place for all of us. I think that's a unifying thread through all the religions I'm aware of to try and find that positive energy and channel it and pursue it. And I wish that we were more successful at attuning ourselves to that energy. And in saying so, I'm not trying to pretend that I think that I've accomplished it. I'm a seeker.
0: And I think the world would be a lot better if more of us approached it with that openness. Of course, you know, that's one of the reasons I'm a Quaker is we normally refer to ourselves as seekers. And, you know, when your form of worship is to go and be quiet and listen, not to a person, but listen beyond the words. And when your main one of your main practices is what we call queries, questions you sit with, mm-hmm. as opposed to answers, you can see why I'd be in harmony with that outlook for it. Did you sure. have concrete steps along the way? I mean, did you get raised religiously or spiritually in particular form, and go on your own way? You said eight kids in the family, so I said you're Catholic.
1: Bing, 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 bing.
2: <laughs> like me, you're the next I... contestant. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I was raised in that spirituality. <laughs> yes, I was. I was born into a Catholic family, and you know, I have to say, while I am not a practicing Catholic, and really don't. I don't relate to the, I I don't think I would even call them the core beliefs, I I guess the the trappings of that religion. I so treasure the folks that I know who do treasure those trappings and, and follow all the Catholic program. I have wonderful, wonderful acquaintances and friends and relatives who are very attuned to Catholicism. That works for them. And I respect that uh, by the same token I have friends who are I mean my best friend is Jewish he's not uh, very Orthodox but I guess my acquaintances and friends span the spectrum of faith from atheist to Wiccan to Druid Catholic you know whatever whatever it may be the, the only thing that I I guess I'm, I'm kind of I'm rushing ahead I wanted to say probably when I was about 12, I began to have doubts about whether I was really connecting spiritually with the practice of going to Mass and worshiping in the way that I had been brought up to worship. And I began to question. When I was in college, that deepened. I guess I just tried to remain, as you put it, open-minded because I, I don't claim to have answers, but I try to attune myself within the world and under the stars in a way that I can feel comfortable being and expressing myself to others without making claims of knowing something that I just don't know. But I try to respect all faiths and the only problem that I have with any faith is generally not, I don't think, with the faith itself but with certain practitioners of certain faiths and probably all faiths at one time or another where people can start to try to impose their certitude of faith on others in an aggressive and often, I would say, anti-spiritual way where you'll find yourself the recipient of messages that basically tell you, well, you're not, you're not going to a good place or you're damned to wh- whatever hell they think exists. That doesn't seem like a spirituality to me. That seems like a, a football franchise. Packers good. Bears bad. (laughs) We love people in green and gold. We hate them if they're in orange and navy blue. That's just too simplistic for me. And frankly, I think politics has gotten that way as well. If we bounce back to politics, I'll tell you, I think our team in this state is not the right wing or the left wing. Our team is Wisconsin. The right wing has a playbook and the left wing has a playbook. And the way that we've been successful in history, most successful, is we respect that there are good plays in one playbook and good plays in the other playbook, depending on where we are on the field at a given time. Let's use this play because that play is a good play to use at this time where we find ourselves. But unfortunately, the reason why both teams are losing now is because, no, I'm not going to do anything from that playbook. I'm only operating from this playbook. That is not a very smart way to win for everybody.
0: Well said, well said. Well, so much of what you said echoes my own experience growing up Catholic, deciding that God doesn't fit in one box and not only Catholics are going to heaven. So I started my search. So I I connect with so much of what you say and the need to listen to everyone across the spectrum. And mainly what I feel the need to do right now is to listen a little bit to more music that you put out how about the next song for your song of the soul, Ken?
2: Here's a little song from my most recent, well, no, my next to last children's CD release. It's a song called Time Flies, and I saw this phrase on a pad of note paper at my sister Peg's house in Minneapolis. It just said, time flies whether you're having fun or not. So I made a song out of it.
1: So laugh long, sing songs with all the time you've got No one ever really knows How far the road we travel goes Laugh long, sing songs with all the time you've got. Time flies whether you're having fun or not.
0: More encouragement for the big picture. That was Time Flies by Ken Longquist. You can find him a lot of different ways, but one way you can do it is by going to his website, kenland.com. Of course, you're listening today to Song of the Soul. and My name is Mark Helpsmeet, your host for this Northern Spirit Radio production. My website, NordenSpiritRadio.org. Follow links there to Ken and to so many other good people. We've had as guests over the seven years we've been out there. You can listen to all the programs on the site. You can make donations. You can leave comments, and we do love to hear from you. Please help our communication be two-way. Again, northernspiritradio.org. We're with Ken Longquist today, and we're going through his Song of the Soul. I hope to have him back soon for my Spirit in Action program, because so much of his work has been in terms of helping the environment, teaching people, motivating people to care for this blessed world that we're in. So we just heard Time Flies, and Time is Flying, and I want to get in a couple more songs so why don't we hop right away to another one, Ken?
2: Sure. This is a song that, as a person who uh, hangs with the Quaker crowd, you might relate to, the, to at least what I had in my mind when I was composing this song. It's all a cappella. I was thinking about early American, I don't know if it would have been Shaker or Quaker, but the kind of spiritual hymns that are typical of those traditions and this is not from a a strong musicologist's standpoint, it's just whatever I think I know of, (laughs) I use to inform the musical approach that I took for this song. It's called Willows, and I think it's pretty self-explanatory.
1: Willows, Ken Longquist. Willows of the world are we Rooted deep as trees must be Bound to earth, by earth set free Reaching for the sunlight Willows will bend but never break Stronger than wind we give and take And in the end endure the ache Knowing life is what's at stake Willows always torn by wind Are left standing in the end Why do willows always win? they no place to run to. Willows will bend but never break. Stronger than wind we give and take. And in the end endure the ache. Knowing life is what's at stake. From the sun, the soil, and rain All our life and strength we gain
2: Without them,
1: what would remain? Who'd weep for the willow? Willows will bend, but never break Stronger than wind We give and take, and in the end endure the ache, knowing life is what's at stake. No, we never can give ground, To this living earth we're bound Storms may try to cut us down But we will stand forever Willows will bend but never break Stronger than wind we give and take And in the end, endure the ache Knowing life is what's at stake
0: We're fortunate to have with us here today for Song of the Soul, Ken Longquist. His song Willows from his CD, The Switcher on of Stars. And there's of course a whole story and song behind that. Are you also just a regular storyteller as well as a songwriter and song singer?
2: I can't really make that claim. I've never really seriously dabbled in that. I'll, I'll tell a few short stories here and there in programs, and the stories that I tell are usually contained within the song. Sometimes there are songs that have a sort of a story setup. You know, um, you need to tell folks how you came to arrive at the song, or, and and so in that way, I I get labeled a storyteller sometimes, but. I know so many really talented storytellers. I know the difference between what they can do and what I do. And they are just in you know, a whole other league. Well, I love the
0: league that you're in, Ken.
2: <laughs> well, thank you.
0: So fortunate to have you with us here today. Mm-hmm. I want to do one more song before we go because the minutes are slipping away, whether we're having fun or not. Yes. So I do want to have one more. Of course, I know that your most recent... <laughs> CD, Our Time and Place, took a pretty square look at what's going on in Wisconsin, and I'm hoping we can end with one from that.
2: We can, and we can keep it positive at the same time. Most of the songs on Our Place and Time are drawn from recent, very recent compositions were written from February of 2011 until the album came out in early March of 2012, we actually recorded another eight or nine songs that we decided not to include from this recent uprising of song, and we've written several since then that would have belonged on the album. This song, which is the title song, the title of the song is This Is, but the full line is This Is Our Place and Time. So we titled the album Our Place and Time. This is, is an older song. It had never really been recorded, although I used it in an early musical. So we're tying back to the storytelling as well. This was used in a, in a musical version of Beauty and the Beast, which I wrote for the Children's Theater in Madison back in 1989. When I started putting Our Place and Time together, I, I thought, what would be a good anthemic message, a message of encouragement for my fellow Wisconsinites to rise up? And this was the song that I chose, and it features all my bandmates, and I'm hoping that it will resonate with your audience as well.
0: It's a great song to go out with, Ken. This is, and it's from his latest CD. Go to his site, kenland.com, or come to Nordenspiritradio.org, and find the riches of his music. Thanks so much for joining me for Song of the Soul, Ken, and we'll see you soon. Thanks. This is...
1: it seems people have to chase their dreams yesterday's behind
0: Last song for Ken Longquist's Song of the Soul. It's called This Is, and it's from Ken's latest CD, Our Place and Time. The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it's called Song of the Soul. My name is Mark Helpsmeet, and this is a Northern Spirit Radio production. You can listen to this program again, track down the list of songs included, and a whole lot more on my website, Northern Spirit Radio.